Welcome to the Radiant Visalia podcast. Join us at one of our two services, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. Download the Church Center app or visit our website, radiantvisalia.com, to stay connected with us. All right, enjoy. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Um, Before getting to this place right now today and being asked and invited to speak, um, the way it went down was I was going back and forth in text messages with Travis and in response to something that I had sent to him, he sent a text message that said, hey, what's your life verse? And initially I thought, oh, this must be like a signature on his text messages that when he's going back and forth with people that that's something he asks everybody. Uh, But then I noticed it was separate from the response that he had sent me initially. So I said, oh, well, maybe it's just since he's got me on the line, we're going back and forth. As a pastor, he's asking, you're in the word, right? Like you have a life verse, right? You read your Bible? Um, And so I was going to respond to that and the first thing that came to mind was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And the second thing that came to mind was, I don't want to pick that one. I think that's, like, it's common. I want to be, like, different. I want to stand out. I want a different verse. And the Lord was like, no, it's 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs, you're going to do that. And um, just as it says, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Right then was, like, an opportunity to not lean on my own understanding an invitation to trust him, and by allowing the Lord to show me that he chose this verse for me, in the time preparing for this, he's shown me how he's written this scripture over my life. Um, so I'm thinking it's kind of common. The first Sunday that we did the Life Verse series, um, I was visiting my sister, so I couldn't make it, but I have the Radiant app. I hope you have the Radiant app. Because when I miss a, um, a message, I'll go back and I'll listen to the sermon. And so it's like Tuesday, I'm heading to school, I pop it up, and sure enough, on the first day that there was Lifer series, um, David Jansen shared on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I was like, Lord, I told you that was a common one. And, and so it was kind of like this laughing moment in my car where I'm like, man... And again, just from that moment on, the Lord began to show me that you don't choose, I give to you. Um, So I'm going to share a little bit about my testimony, and you'll see within that that there's like these uh, contrasts when I did not apply that, when I did apply that. Um, You heard my name is Anthony Sampietro, 33 years old. I was born and raised here in Visalia, California. I'm one of five children. In my mother's first marriage, there's four of us children real close together, and I'm the third born. And so when you come from a family where there's numerous siblings, there's already, like, this desire to, like, where is my identity? Like, I'm trying to spearhead out of my brothers and sisters to get the attention from my mother or a babysitter or, or my father. And, you know, so I already have this, like, desire to find out who am I in this family. And something that kind of led me to look for that was um, 
these like things inside of me, just like a, a desire to be acknowledged, a desire to be known, uh, accepted, a desire to be loved. And, um, you know, as I was growing up and searching out my identity, um, some of the things that called out to these things were, were like bad influences. You know, I had like these bad examples that I, that I followed. And um, some of these bad examples presented things like drugs and alcohol to me. And at a young age, I started experimenting with marijuana, got into drinking alcohol, um, and it became like a regular thing in high school. Drinking, smoking, I mean, just wasn't finding identity in the right things, but I thought I was cool. I was really deceived. I thought, hey, you know what, I'm hip, and, and people who don't do this, they're square. They don't know how cool I am, but really, I see now so foolish of me, so foolish of me. Um, but there were also good influences in my life. And when I was in high school, I had this instructor. Her name is Tanya Pennybaker. She was like this ag teacher that I think she recognized some things in me that I didn't recognize myself. And she like called out to those things. And so as she did that, we formed this relationship. And I want to say it was like sophomore or junior year. She says, you know, Anthony, um, I need you to come at lunchtime and hang out with us. We're going to do like this young life meeting. And it, nothing really rang in my head, like, young light, what is that? You know, I don't know. And then she said, well, there's going to be pizza, and <laughs> it's Papa John's. And when I showed up, they had that, like, garlic cheese sauce, and I was like, hey, this is actually pretty good. And, and so if you're, like, doing high school ministry and you're trying to get, you know, stoners to come to your uh, lunch <laughs> ministry, have some sort of, like, ranch or, you know, uh, garlic cream sauce, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's what I had remembered, but I didn't know at the time what was taking place, and what was happening was now there's these opportunities for me to hear the Word of God. And as I was looking for identity, I mentioned earlier that there were things within me that were kind of searching out an identity, like um, just a, a longing to be accepted, loved, um, known, but to be loved was like the greatest of those, that it was like calling. And the other things that I had invested myself into to find identity, they weren't answering that. They weren't meeting that need to be loved. And so as I'm in those little lunch sessions, I start hearing the word, and it, it just, it starts speaking to that area within me. And it was like the most profound thing I had heard. You know, mind you, I just was hanging out with a group of stoners, so a lot of what we were talking about wasn't the, it wasn't as profound as the word of God. And it was like, I'm hearing truth for the first time. And it was like, wow, that's true. That, yeah, that's, that's like the truth right there. Um, so that was like towards the end of high school, after kind of hearing that deposit of truth at that time, I, you know, I started to wonder like, what is this life all about? Why do I exist? Who am I for real? And having like heard that truth, it led me to just respond, really, to, like, God's pursuit on me, you know, and, and so I responded to that pursuit, and I have a cousin, a lot of you may know him, his name's Matt San Pietro. Um, at that time, I had known that, hey, Matt goes to church, I think Matt, you know, knows the truth, and so I reached out to him, and he said, yeah, you know what, we go to this, like, youth group over here at Saviors, and you're more than welcome to join, and I said, okay, I'll go check that out. And so we were going to, like, 
behind the gym at CBC, and I go in there, and this is like my first real encounter with like hardcore worship, and there were some amazing things taking place in there, so it really had an impact on me. Um, I ended up, you know, going to like this cool beach camp. A few of you were there. I know some of you guys from there. Um, just had an amazing experience with the Lord, and so here I am, like I'm got this newfound truth. It's like, yeah, you know what? This is like, this is real right here. Like I can stand on this forever. And so I'm all excited. I got have all this zeal. But that prior identity, I had a whole nother community of a group of friends who I care for and they care for me. But they started to ask, where have you been? What have you been up to? And so I come back to them and I'm just like young and infantile in my faith. I'm like, man, you ought to know the truth. This is wrong that you're doing here, and you shouldn't be doing this, and this is what you need to be doing. And because I was, like, so immature in my faith, I didn't know how to communicate the gospel to them. I didn't know how to, like, love on them. It was more like, here's the instructions that you ought to follow. And they didn't like that. And um, so they were like, dude, quiet with all that. Don't want to hear that. Um, if you're going to hang out, we want you to be who you were before this. And when you hang out, don't talk about that, please. Um, and I just got, a, I got upset. You know, I got discouraged in that. I got frustrated. I was young. I wasn't so tied into, like, the new community that I felt a little more a part of that old community. And um, if you've read Mark chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, that's basically what happened. Like, I had, the seed was sown on rocky places, received with joy, um, but it didn't take root, and it only lasted for a short time. And when that persecution came, it fell away. And it was like, and I knew I wasn't tied in with this community, I, and I didn't go to the Lord with it. I just got upset that it was like, why aren't you receiving this truth? You know, and so I got upset, and I just began this really bad backslide from that point on. Um, that fall progressed pretty quick. And, there, and mind you, there was also this hurt in my heart that it's like, you've heard the truth, you've experienced the truth, and now you're, like, turning away to, like, go back to a lie? What are you doing? And it was just, like, wrestling inside of me. So I was, like, consuming alcohol and, and drugs to try and make that go away. And you can't really outrun, like, the Holy Spirit. I tried. It did not work. But I tried for a while, and I just was miserable. To try and escape that misery, the drug use progressed. Um, I, I was responsible enough to have a job, and so I was a store manager out at the outlet mall in Tulare. I was managing the D.C. shoe store, and a friend of mine started selling um, Norcos, which are a form like a, a pharmaceutical pill. It's an opiate, and I started taking those opiates. What I would do is I would drink a lot in the evening, and then the next day when I felt really crummy and didn't want to go to work, I would take opiates, and I started feeling really good, like, oh, I feel great. I'm performing at my best. And I'm willing to stay for 12 hours today. And it was just like this false, like just these lies were coming in telling me this is what makes you the best you. And it was such a lie. Well, that progressed into some heavier stuff, uh, a substance called Oxycontin. And then that progressed into a heroin addiction. Um, I had just squandered like everything that I had earned in my earlier years. And, and any time that I was responsible and earned something, I just wasted that to that addiction and was really just like held captive and was a slave to a substance and I didn't know what that was like. You know, I didn't know that that's what I was getting myself into and had that been presented to me before the fact, I wouldn't have gone that route, you know, 
the, the enemy doesn't present to you where he wants to get you to. He presents a little compromise. And once you start picking up speed downhill, it is naturally hard to turn around and go back uphill. Um, started falling really bad. But um, the good thing is that it brought me to this place. It was actually July of 2012. I was living in this home. I was, uh, everything was just a wreck. I'm, I'm getting evicted. Um, all my belongings were thrashed. Anything with value I had traded off, I had sold. Um, just kind of had like piles of rubble all around me. And it just kind of became the norm to be in this place of brokenness where it was just like, I guess this is normal. I guess this is like the story of my life. I'm just going to fizzle out as some burnout heroin addict. Like, wow, that's pretty crazy. I didn't think that that's what was going to happen. Um, but what was neat at this time was that I got this thing in the mail, like a letter from a church in Texas. They wanted me to sow a financial seed. I had no money. They sent me this book. They said, hey, here, look, here's all these testimonies of people that have sowed in. So if you give us money, chances are you're going to get money in return. And I thought, that's pretty neat, but I don't have a dollar. And, um, but they gave me a, um, like an intercessory prayer card. They said, you know what, if you can't sow a financial seed, we'd be glad to pray for you. And they had these boxes you could check off, you know, hey, wh what would you like? And one of them said, a better relationship with Jesus. I was like, yeah, check that. Um, and then the other one, you could fill it in. So I checked that and wrote, I need to be delivered from a heroin addiction. Check that off. And um, so I send this thing off. I was just desperate at this point. Like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I send this thing off. And, and a couple weeks later, I get this response from them that says, hey, great, we received your card and we're praying for you. But we would ask that you would pray for yourself as well. You know, and they sent me this thing. It, they called it a prayer rug, and it essentially was just a picture of Jesus. But really, it was just an invitation to go have some quiet time with him and ask him on my own. And it was just kind of like something that I could hold on to to make it like, probably remind me as I'm going down the hall where I'm going and what I'm going to do. So I go in my room, and I set this thing down, and, you know, but, but really it was the prayer that changed things. And this was like, I was brought to this point where I like prayed and I really meant it at this time. And I said, look, Lord, I don't know you that good. Um, you know, I'm really not even sure if you're real at this point. Uh, I've completely just like destroyed this life if you gave this life to me. But if you gave this life to me, then you had a reason for why you did that. You have a purpose for my life. I don't know what it is. I've wrecked all this. Can you fix this? Can you? Like, can you show up, fix this thing? Be, you know, and man, praise God. He is just like on point when you respond to the invitation. And within a couple weeks, divine circumstances that would take much longer than the time I have to share with you, I'm at, in a ministry called Teen Challenge. I went to San Diego, and, and things began to change quickly. I went in there, and I thought, you know, um, I've got this drug problem. I need help with this drug problem. They didn't really ask about my drug problem. <clears throat> they said, uh, yeah, this is a Christian discipleship school. Um, really, it was like Christian boot camp. And again, I'm like, Lord, what happened? No, we had to work on that rotten fruit. He's like, you know, no, we're going for the root. And it was like, oh, dang, this isn't what I expected. Lord, this isn't what I asked for. Um, <laughs> but I get into this new community, and things start to change, like I said. We go in there, and we're spending a lot of time in God's word. We're spending a lot of time in worship, singing, praising the Lord. And, like, physical restoration 
came to my body when it was just like lifting up my hands and like singing out praises to the Lord. Like my lungs begin to get stronger, like breath, began, like it came into me, like life came into me during worship. And it was like, wow, how, wow, it works like that. <laughs> like I just sing praises and like you show up and start fixing me. <sighs> this is crazy. Um, <laughs> and we spend a lot of time like studying God's word. And it was just like that was where the, a renewing came in my mind. Like I had all these warped like perceptions on, on what I thought. I had my own philosophies and really just my own understanding, which led me to a pretty nasty places. But as we were like reading and just getting washed in God's word, like it just started to cleanse my mind of things that I had believed in before. And like one of the things that went away was before I thought that there were certain things that God didn't care about, certain things that it's like he doesn't want anything to do with like me in a sinful state, that he, do, he can't do anything with those days that I wasted using drugs. And, and, and I believe that. I thought, oh, you know what, he doesn't want anything to do with that. And that's probably why he doesn't want anything to do with me unless I'm presenting myself before him clean. And that was a lie. That really like went away after learning like his word and really what happened was um, I had like I don't know you know I thought that like I had messed it all up and it couldn't be fixed and <laughs> what he does is he, he can change you and he did that a scripture that we would stand on there is second corinthians five seventeen, and it says therefore if anyone is in christ he's a new creation the old is gone the new has come and this new was coming and um where i had thought that like my past years using drugs were like he didn't want anything to do with that he showed me that like he redeemed that and is using that to be part of my testimony to share with others that are there that, hey, he loves you right there. And he revealed to me in that moment that it was like, I died for you right there. Like, I died for you strung out on heroin. Like, I died for you believing lies. I died for you going the wrong way. Like, I died for you right there. I didn't die for you, like, wearing your Teen Challenge shirt, sharing your message, you know. Although he did partly, but, like, he let me know, like, no. That's mine too. And when they and when we when we say that he bore our shame on the cross, like I can stand here and tell you shamelessly some of these things that I had done. I'm not ashamed of it at all. And like he used it and where again I just thought that you could you don't want any of that. He showed me like no, I want that. Like I'll use that. I'll use that for my glory. I'll use that to show others that I love them as well. Amazing. You know? Um so when I first saw the scripture, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, I was at Teen Challenge. We had this hallway, and it had like 13 or 14 staff members, pictures, verses they stand on, and like four of them had this verse. So I saw it. I read it. I'm like, oh, man, that must be a popular verse. Go back in my room. I read it. I'm like, yeah, I've heard that one before. So when I got invited to share, I was like, I don't want to be a biter. That's their verse. You know, so many people have it. I don't want that one. And it was... That's kind of like how I felt, <laughs> but the Lord showed me like I've written this verse over your life, and so I want to show you kind of 
in contrast what that looks like. Um, before, like, I guess the way that I would break down, like, the order of this scripture is it's like an instruction, and then there's like an invitation in there, and then there's like a promise. And the instruction being, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, you know. Invitation, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And as I read that, it was like, in all my ways. They don't, they don't, they're never not my ways, you know, that, that he says, it's all your ways. He doesn't say, you know, trust in me and then I'll make your ways my ways so you won't have ways anymore. It's like, no, in all your ways, like, respond to me, you know, like, come on, grab a hold of this invitation and the promises that I will make your path straight. Before applying this, like, I placed my trust in the other things that I told you about where I was trying to find identity. I was trusting that maybe drugs and alcohol would give me position in my community. Maybe like, you know, just like being there that, you know, hey, I'm identified as this and I'm cool. My buddies love me radical. And it it wasn't, you know, (laughs) I was just like trusting in these things that were really just like a desire of the flesh and they didn't get me anywhere. Um, My understanding just really became like a seared conscience from all these things that I was in taking, all these lies. Like, that was the basis of my understanding. So to lean on that, you could see where I was just off in what I put in my notes. La La Land was where my path ended up, you know. I didn't lean, I didn't trust in the Lord. I leaned fully on my warped understanding, and my path was, like, gone the other direction. Um, After applying this, when I was, like, started to trust the Lord, there was a peace that transcends under all understanding that we talk about. Like, that came. Because then it was like, oh, as I trust him, I just, like, felt peace. When I entered into Teen Challenge, it wasn't comfortable kicking heroin. It wasn't comfortable having to, like, get up and do these things. But as I, like, just trusted in him, in him wholeheartedly, like, this peace just started coming. And it was like, it was like I just did a trust fall. And he caught me and just gave me peace in return for just leaning on him. Um, a huge weight was lifted off to know that, you know what, I don't have to figure this out. I don't have to, like, find the way to do it. I don't have, like, it's not my plan. I'm not the author. I just trust him, and he's directing me in the correct way. Um, I just began learning how to respond to his invitation more and more and just trusting it and knowing that, like, I can stand here. I don't have to see it, but I can, like, step here, and it's there. And he's there every time. And, like, he calls me and challenges me, like, step there, watch. And I step, and it's like, whoa, you're there. And then my faith, like, grows, and it just, like, perpetuates. Um, That promise, you know, he will make your path straight. That straight path right now, what that looks like is just, like, I'm confident in my identity. And he has identified me as a son And just, I'm knowing now that my identity isn't in the things that, like, I try to choose for myself. My identity is in Christ. And that, like, that's why I was created. I was created in Christ to serve the Lord. And so he gave me this new identity and a new purpose to just, like, share his love with others and glorify him just in worship. You know, worship, we do it, like, we'll we'll sing and and we'll dance. But, like, everything you do is worship. You worship God you know, you could see it in your life. Your path will be straight. Um, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, 
which God has prepared in advance for us to do, that goes right in there with that purpose. That like, just, hey, come along, fulfill your purpose. Like, I've already created for you. It, what, what I, have a, I have a use for you. And as you follow me, you'll just be walking out what I created you to do. Um, and one of the greatest things was just like this new community. I was isolated out in this like desolate wilderness and instantly, like I'm in this new community, peer-to-peer discipleship happening, like just this amazing support love group and it hasn't stopped. I'm still part of Teen Challenge, but also after like completing Teen Challenge and moving back to Visalia, just getting to be a part of this community as well. And there's so many opportunities to like serve and get to know people better, work alongside them and like come together as a whole in the body of Christ. And it's like, that's what a straight path looks like, you know? And so I didn't know these things coming into this, but that the Lord like revealed it, you know, in the obedience like came life. It was like, hey, no, be obedient. I've given you this scripture. I'm gonna show you how this scripture, how I've written this over your life. And you can stand on that, you can bank on that. And so that's basically, what I came to share here with you today is I, I was excited to share with you that, that like there's hope found in him that you can stand on his promise you can bank on it and a lot of the time you can't see it moving forward but when you look back for a second he'll reveal to you like look I have set you up and you can trust in that and you don't have to be like shook by circumstance and another just like awesome thing is that like again I thought that like some things were a waste and he's like, no, I used all of that. So you don't have to feel like, oh, I'm not, like, presentable to you, God. Like, I've got these things in my life that i got to go fix these, and then I'll come back to you, and I'll feel better about it. It's like, no, nah, he'll use that. Just let it be exposed. Just confess it, you know. And then being a part of Teen Challenge, just wanted an opportunity to share with people that Teen Challenge is a one-year Christian discipleship school. It's free of charge for people that are struggling with life-controlling issues, and they're setting up a new residential center here in Central California. It's going to be in Reedley. They're going to start with 50 beds, and it can potentially grow to 200 or 300 beds, depending on support. And so if you know somebody or you are somebody that needs to get some help, I have information at the back table. You know, that would be the best thing out of today is that somebody comes in and says, what, that promise will work for me? Come and get it. Thanks for listening. We want to be a resource for you as you walk with Jesus. So please connect with us at radiantvicelia.com. Until next time. Ah!